Welcome to the Queer Confidence Podcast, the podcast to help you become your most confident queer self. I'm your host, he, she, they, Coach Alex Ray, and I haven't always been this confident. In fact, I used to be super insecure. And through this show, I want to share with you what's worked for me, my clients, and my guests so that you can become more confident. Hello and welcome back, my unicorns. We've got part three of the big move. Um, Today, you're going to hear some interesting things that came up on the trip. And you're going to hear about how I planned the trip and how it's how it's really like a great lesson that I think accidentally came from my background as a personal trainer. Uh, so enjoy this, whether you have a, any kind of big life transition coming up and enjoy the second recording where, um, well, you'll see when we get there. Enjoy. Okay, lo- another lesson from the road. <laughs> um, this is about how I planned this trip. I didn't do this intentionally. Well, maybe I did. I didn't do it consciously. But probably all my years of coaching fitness is what had me subconsciously choose the way that I organized our trip. So... Our first stop was in Nashville. So Maryland to Nashville was about, I think it was about 10 hours without stops. Um, So I ended up taking us around 12. Our next leg is Nashville to Amarillo. And that's where we are on our way right now. Or Amarillo. (laughs) But it's Spanish, so I think it's Amarillo in Texas. I'm still probably pronouncing it wrong. That's fine. (laughs) Someone correct me. You're, You're welcome to. Um, now this leg is a bit longer, uh, 12 hours, a little 12 and a half hours without any stops. So it's actually taking us about 14 and a half hours. Um, and then tomorrow we will go from Amarillo to Phoenix, Arizona, which is back down to about 10 hours if I remember correctly. And then Phoenix to, to San Diego, which is only six and a half hours. So what I did was it was like day one was like this long haul, but, um, not too long. Day two, it was like the peak of the mountain. It's hard. Day three, we're back down to what day one was like, which is kind of a relief. And then day four, we are just on the home stretch and it's so much easier. And this is what it feels like too when you do uh, like a multiple round workout, when you do like four rounds of something. That first round, you want to put some energy into. Round two is going to be the most mentally challenging because you're not halfway there yet and it's going to feel like fucking ass, but it is the hardest round. When you get to round three, you know that you are more than halfway there. So it runs a bit quicker. And round four is always so much easier because it's the end. So the way I designed the trip, (laughs) probably subconsciously, was the same way in the amount of hours that we're spending driving. That way it's really encouraging. And our second day, we still had some energy in the 
in the tank more than we're going to have day four. Day four, we're going to be like, fuck this. Let's just get there already. I cannot stand driving. You know what I'm saying? All right. So what, what the fuck, Alex, are you just giving me planning advice for my next road trip across the, you know, across a continent? (laughs) No, I'm giving you advice here for life. When you're making a big long-term plan, take a look at how you can get some like steady steps in the beginning, then give yourself some more of the grueling steps next. Once you've made it over the hump with those, because you've gathered momentum during the first steps that you were taking, you're encouraging yourself, you're showing yourself you're able, the grueling steps, at least you've got that. And you have the, the knowledge that you're more than halfway there when you've finish those things. Then take it back down a notch. Do some things that are a little more fun, a little less uh, a little less miserable, and then bring it home at the end with all the fucking fun. I think this is a brilliant four-step formula that you can bring into your business if you're an entrepreneur like I am. Um, it's also something that you could bring into, uh, pff, let's see, uh, any kind of life transition, I guess. (laughs) Um, If you're planning on moving, right? Like I am, that's a big life transition. Do that. I'm thinking of like other big life events. I don't know, like planning a wedding, right? Get some, get some uh, of the momentum out of the way in the beginning, then do some like more grueling work that you don't really like, then go back down to and add more fun in again. And then the lighthearted stuff leading up to the, to the event. Um, where else can we use this? I know there are other ways. Gideon, help me out. What else? (laughs) Um, perhaps in the dating process. What do y'all think? We could totally apply this to the dating process. And this is what I feel like I've been doing right now with, um, the guy that I'm seeing. And, um, you know, like at the beginning, it was like this nice kind of like, steadiness and then we got into an area of um like some conflict conflict is a great thing to find in the relationship like when you when you have uh disagreements it is not a problem it's actually really good and healthy because it gives you an opportunity to see like oh how do the two of us do with conflict. It's a normal, natural part of life. How do you have that conflict in a healthy way? And can you both have it, um, in a way that grows you two together as a team or is it me versus them and them versus me? Right. Um, and then once you've had some of those harder things out of the way, like bring it down a notch, make it like a little smoother, a little easier again. And then let it fucking flow, have some fun. And I feel like waves, stages like that just come consistently in any relationship. Um, I've noticed with my friendships, you know, I told you all several episodes ago about how my best friend, Andrew in Annapolis, um, we had this kind of strain in our relationship for a month. And then I reached out, we had a conversation. I told him what was bothering me. He told me what was bothering him. And then everything like eased up after that. So we, it it was like, we were going steady. Some conflict arose. 
we handled it. That was ridiculously uncomfortable. A lot of energy, that's stage two. Stage three, like we, we had to come up with a plan for like, how are we doing things going forward? And we were really intentional about paying attention to honoring those ways in which we kind of agreed through that conversation. And then we hit a fourth period of a lot of ease and flow within our relationship. So I'm just noticing that this is just a common thing in life and thought it was worth pointing out to you, those four stages. All right, that's all for this lesson. And speaking of conflict and communication, here's another story or lesson on dealing with conflict as it came up in our trip. So... Day two in the afternoon, I had a little disagreement with my mom. Um, I don't think she'll mind me sharing this. It's fine. Anyway, the the three of us, um, you know, are tripping out here. We have two vehicles. We've got the truck with a lot of crap in it and my car. Um, we wrote, we're rotating drivers and mom didn't take off work on Thursday and Friday. Today is Friday. Um, the second day of the trip. <laughs> Thursday was day one. Um, and so she was less... Ooh, that's a loud truck in the background. You can probably hear it. Anyway, so she was less available to help out with driving today. And at one point we were taking a break and we were trying... We talked earlier about how we wanted to have really quick breaks today so that we can get to Amarillo um, at a decent hour because we were going to only get there like midnight but it's going to be like one now Um, and she was doing some work at one of our stops and I couldn't tell what was going on she was just like typing stuff on her phone and was like what the heck are you doing let's go we gotta move and she's like started just kind of being defensive about it and um, then started saying some things like, you know, well, I'm sorry, I have to work. You knew this, da 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 Which I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that she was going to be working on the trip um, until Wednesday, I found out. Uh, so anyway, when we got in the car, or in the truck, um, she's, like, driving, and we're, we, like, start getting into it with each other. We only drove, like, two blocks, and I was like, if you need to not drive, you have to just communicate that way. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm blowing up at her, right? And she's like, well, fine, then you drive. So we pull over, I get in the driver's seat, we're driving down the highway. I then still frustrated, but determined to practice what the fuck I preach. It was like, look, I don't hate you. I'm not angry at you. I'm frustrated because in order for us to be productive on this trip, we have to behave as a team. We have to do this together. And that means that we need to be speaking up for our needs. And if our needs change, it's okay. It might be frustrating and everything, but I don't really care about your reasoning. I don't want an excuse. It doesn't matter to me. What I would like is just a, oh, I hear your frustration, Alex. Hey, I need, here's what I can do though. And here's what I can't do. I need to take a break right now and handle this work stuff. And 
I know we are in a rush, so someone else is going to need to drive, right? Something. Or just a the simple statement of, hey, I know it was my turn to drive, but I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. And this reminded me, as I was describing it to her, it was reminding me, again, of another fitness metaphor. Um, I used to love competing on uh, in team workouts uh, with CrossFit. I did a few co- team competitions, and they were my favorite. I only did one individual ever, and it just wasn't as fun for me. In a team competition, there has to be a lot of communication. Usually the teams were of four people and there has to be a team communication of like, Hey, this is my strong suit. This is my weakness because that way your team members know how they can best fill in for those weaknesses. There's no shame in it. We all have weaknesses. We all have things that we're not good at or expectations maybe that we can't meet, right? Like being a driver during the next driving period, mom was not able to meet that. What she realized and what she pointed out to me after I kind of (laughs) told her my perspective on that was, oh my goodness, I think I was feeling guilty, she said, and... I was trying to cover up for the guilt I felt. And I said, yeah, that makes total sense. I know I've done that before. I know that I have a tendency to do that in life. And I've, and I've been making a purpose to catch myself when I do it and stop myself. Um, and so what she said was, she's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to just communicate. You're right. I think I might do that at other times. And I said, isn't that so cool? Now you realize it and you're going to be able to catch yourself. Probably not in the moment at first. Maybe it'll be like an hour later, you'll realize it, but eventually you'll start catching yourself in the moment and go, Oh, hold on. I'm doing that thing I do where I get defensive and I don't need to be defensive here. We're a team. Everyone who I'm with is my team member. We're doing this together. And Hey guys, I can't do blank. It's not, it doesn't make you a bad person. In fact, it builds trust with those around you when you admit your shortcomings, the things that you are embarrassed by, that you feel guilty over. Other people don't hate you for admitting it. In fact, they respect you, they trust you, and they know that they can operate with you better as a team. And you're going to feel a whole lot less guilty because now it's just out in the open and you get to just hear their genuine, authentic reaction instead of making a story up in your head about how much they hate, must hate you because you're not fulfilling your end of the bargain or whatever. And so they just must hate your guts and you're a terrible person. Da, 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 da. We all tell those bullshit stories and that's what they are. Bullshit. So if you want to be an awesome team player, if you want to... Um, create really great team player mentality relationships in your life with your friends, with your family, with your lovers. Admit to the things you feel embarrassed about, to the things that bring you shame, that your shortcomings as you might view them, so that you can be seen and that other person can be a team player and work with you. That's it fill each you fill in the gaps for each other so you can progress as a team (laughs) all right love it 
Funny story about this last lesson and admitting your weaknesses so your team can work better with you towards that common goal. Um, on the day of me recording this, you know, this part, not the, not the recording you just heard, uh, I have got to go practice that in just a couple hours. So I'm feeling all the uncomfortable feelings and so ready for it. And I am doing exactly the same three-step process that I tell you all. It really fucking works. Allow discomfort, take action, and have your own back. I'm allowing myself to be uncomfortable. I prepared ahead of time um, for how I'm going to have my own back during this difficult conversation coming up. And... um so that we can be a team through this and not be, you know, going at each other <laughs> to communicate what I need in this relationship and what I expect from my teammate here in this relationship. And, um, yeah. So I prepared ahead of time, right? So I can have my own back. I'm allowing all the discomfort. I feel very uncomfortable right now. I'm a little sweaty. Just, in case you wanted to know and a lot sweaty and <laughs> um, I'm going to go take action, have the conversation and then I will have my own back on the other side. I um, have space this evening to just be with myself and do whatever I want. Um, I don't know how the conversation will go or what will come of it, but I know that I've prepared ahead of time for an evening where um, I don't have to be doing anything intense. I can uh, really just chill and relax and feel the feelings and be with myself. So I practice this stuff in real time, y'all. And I just want you to know that so that um, you feel encouraged, hopefully, to do the same. All right. Have a fabulous week and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend so they too can become more confident. You can also help more people find the show by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen. And if you want to become a more confident queer with support from yours truly, head to coachalexray.com or use the link down in the show notes. I'm looking forward to working with you.